Good afternoon and welcome to the Luxembourg Private Equity Venture Capital Stories. Today's guest will be Akiko Islam, Head of Strategy and Fundraising at Alpha Private Equity. Hi Aki, how are you? I'm uh, good, thanks for having me Stefan. It's a great pleasure. And uh, how is London? London is good, we just got out of uh, the lockdown and uh, restaurants are opening, well we can sit outside so slowly going back to normal, which is good. Great, sounds really promising. Let's then copy that good result. Yes. Uh, now then, uh, let's start our interview together. As usual, you can ask your questions via the chat function, Q&A button, and we will also leave then a few seconds at the end in order then to discuss those with yourself, dear audience. So, Aki, what can you tell us about your firm? How, when, and who started the Alpha Private Equity Adventure? Well, um, Alpha was uh, mostly owned by Marine Wendell, a French holding company of the Wendell family when it was established 36 years ago, uh, back in 1985. Uh, but when, uh, we are now an independent uh, pan-European private equity firm. We have offices in Luxembourg, uh, Paris, Milan, Frankfurt and Amsterdam. Um, uh, the firm is headed by two managing partners, Eduardo Lanzavecchie, uh, based in Milan, and uh, Patrick Herman, who's based in Paris. Um, Eduardo has around 30 years of private, uh, private equity experience um, and founded Carlyle Group uh, Italy back in 1998. And he's considered one of, the, uh, one of Europe's most uh, successful private equity uh, investors. Uh, and we have Patrick Herman has over 30 years of operating uh, experience, uh, having worked on several of our portfolio companies in senior management uh, for over two decades uh, before joining the Alpha team in 2016. Um, what else can I say? We invest in mid-market buyouts throughout uh, continental Europe, focused on Italy, uh, France, Germany, Switzerland, and uh, Benelux. Uh, we have um, over 25 years, uh, we've deployed 3.1 uh, billion euros across seven funds, uh, representing around 110 deals. And currently, we're investing our uh, seventh fund. Wow, great and very robust uh, experience and track records. Um, could you also give us more details on the core philosophy of your group? Yeah, um, we we support the most, uh, I would say, the most ambitious and talented entrepreneurs and businesses uh, to achieve their goals. And by helping uh, management teams create long-lasting uh, value. Uh, we, in turn, uh, help create value for our investors. Uh, we are a business builder uh, committed to investing in well-positioned uh, businesses that have the potential to improve operationally, uh, strategically, uh, financially. Uh, and we have a reputation as uh, intensive managers who do huge amounts of uh, work to drive returns. Um, and we focus on sectors and situations that we know well. Uh, and where we've delivered uh, returns in the past. We focus on proprietary deals uh, and mainly uh, primar uh, primary family-owned uh, businesses. Uh, and these family owners, entrepreneurs, um, are typically seeking either generational or inter-partner liquidity events, um, as well as uh, growth capital that requires both a financial partner and more importantly, a skilled uh, operator to continue to grow the business 
Uh, and for us, um, primary deals uh, do present more options for value creation. That doesn't mean we're, we're, you know, you're paying less because owners understand the value of their businesses, but it does mean you have the ability to create uh, uh, more value throughout uh, the whole period. period. And for us, uh, reputation uh, is everything. If the market knows what deals you like and, and that you do what you say you do, uh, then the right deals will come to you first. And, uh, you know, a strong example is in Italy for us. We're focused on primary deals and every intermediary with a deal that fits our criteria will get in touch with us. So it's very rare for a deal that matches our strategy not to come to our attention. Uh, and we have a very uh, clear focus on majority control transactions, simply because we believe that uh, control over key decisions is critical, which is why Alpha invests in companies where you can lead the management team and also be on the board, uh, being in control of the value creation drivers and control of exit timing. Uh, it's, an, it's extremely important for us. Um, and we work very closely with our portfolio companies uh, to create this kind of step change in value by executing an expansion strategy or a plan, if you will, that has been discussed and agreed uh, with management at the time of inv investment. So we're all aligned and uh, reaching the same target uh, and uh, goals. Great, I, excellent. Uh, we also like that value creation part, certainly also the reputational angle. Um, within those firms, any specific sectors you're partic particularly following and investing in? Um, we, we are generally opportunistic and we prefer to focus uh, first on a deal's merits without any uh, particular industry focus. However, in practice, you know, we do favor deals where we have a deeper understanding of the assets and the respective industries. Um, we have repeatedly invested in specific sectors from one fund to another, first because of the experience um, acquired in previous deals, and second, because sellers tend to bring us deals uh, in sectors where, you know, Alpha has been successful in the past. Um, I would say the four main uh, sectors that we focus on and have had consistent success is our um, industrial manufacturing, consumer leisure, fashion and design, uh, service and distribution. If we now take a step back, um, Alpha Private Equity, What's the setup looking like? How many persons work for the firm globally and where are they mainly located? Um, so we have um, four partners, which include the two managing uh, partners, which I uh, mentioned at the beginning. Uh, the team is split between the investment team, uh, then you have uh, the corporate function, and then investor relations team, which I'm part of. Um, there, are about, uh, there are 23 people in the firm globally, uh, with the five offices in Luxembourg, Paris, Milan, Frankfurt, and Amsterdam, where we have a kind of a wide uh, range of European nationalities and languages. Uh, but I would say that the, uh, the team is mainly located in the three geographies, Paris, Milan, and Luxembourg. You mentioned the Luxembourg office. So with which license and operating model are you here locally? So... Uh, concerning the Luxembourg office, we have, um, just to give you a little background, we have six, six people uh, in the Luxembourg office. So I would say over a quarter of our, of, of the global team is, uh, is based in Luxembourg. Um, Luxembourg is our registered office and head office. The management company 
investor relations, uh, back office functions are centralized in uh, Alpha's uh, Luxembourg office. Uh, our two most recent funds, funds six and seven, uh, they've been incorporated as a Luxembourg CICA, which is regulated by the CSSF, and we're also ATIM compliant. Um, we have the necessary setup in place uh, in Luxembourg, given the CICA. For instance, we have an, uh, we have an appointed uh, depository, transfer agents, paying agents, and also having uh, audited uh, annual reports carried out by an authorized uh, independent auditor. Uh, we have conducting officers, which include a risk manager and a compliance officer, a portfolio manager, and also an internal valuer. And then we have our board of uh, managers of the GP, where you know, they review new investments, exits, internal policies, etc. Last year, the entire industry and the LPA were all hit by the COVID-19 pandemic. What about private alpha private equity? What happened last year on your side? Well, what can I say? I mean, 2020 was a very strange year uh, for everybody. Um, but however, in the most challenging circumstances, um, our management teams and uh, their employees have worked extremely hard to protect uh, the business and uh, put them in a strong position uh, for future growth. Um, and since the start of the pandemic, we've been working even closely with our management teams to help them assess risks uh, and um, make strategic uh, decisions. Uh, I'm pleased to say that uh, our deals have performed uh, extremely well during 2020, despite, for instance, some manufacturing facilities being shut down, uh, given state government decisions markets declined sharply and at the beginning of the pandemic in early 2020 our focus has been on raising uh, cash retaining capital uh, retaining capital expenditures and um, securing business continuity wherever possible and uh, having prioritized um, I mean the number one thing is the safety of our employees first uh, our main concern then was you know maintaining uh, the long-term value of our portfolio and its capacity uh, to recover quickly and I think it's safe to say, in my opinion, that the macro environment is still uncertain, especially in Europe. But we take a lot of comfort uh, from how our portfolio companies have weathered through the pandemic um, and the strong recovery in trading um, from most of our companies and also in comparison with their peers. So we closed 2020 with very good momentum. Our most recent fund portfolio was up. 23% from previous quarter and also year on year. So, uh, and we believe we are in a stronger position, even stronger position for 2021. Uh, the current trading figures in January, February, March of this year is already trading above budget for most of our companies. So we feel positive uh, for a good performance this year and also expect the strong recovery to continue. And concerning your operations, uh, all digital nowadays? Yes, all, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to put a, a heavy uh, reliance on digitalization. We have a, we have a, a, a French uh, company called CVG, who has um, a large part of the revenue in uh, digitalization, which uh, has helped when people have been inside their homes. Uh, a lot of people have been doing a lot more shopping. Uh, and, you know, so we're putting heavy emphasis on that throughout, throughout the portfolio. And a sustainable finance, ESG, is always seen as an, a huge opportunity also for Luxembourg. What is Alpha Private Equity's uh, policy and strategy on that specific topic? How active and ready are you? 
Um, ESG is an extremely important area of focus uh, for Alpha. Um, you know, Alpha, we, we are responsible investors. We take our ESG obligations very seriously. We want to make a positive impact on the world around us through our investments. Um, we strongly believe that factoring a broad set of ESG considerations into our investment strategy, we can improve the financial performance of our portfolio companies and make our portfolio companies more attractive to potential buyers. And at the same time, we are reducing our investors' exposure to reputation and risk, which I'm sure they're uh, very happy about. Um, we are signatories of the UN Principles on Responsible Investing, UNPRI, and um, I, we are making ESG part of the DNA of Alpha, uh, which is demanding, I've got to say. There's a lot of work that needs to be done, uh, but it's an absolutely necessary endeavor. Um, and at the core of our business and fundamental to Alpha's culture, there is an appreciation of the connection between a robust ESG management and the long-term profitability of, of companies. Um, and in our ESG uh, policy, which you will find on our website, for those that are interested, uh, we, uh, we commit to communicate and, and promote uh, acceptance of ESG principles and do our best to implement uh, ESG quality standards within the portfolio companies we are investing in. Uh, through close cooperation with the management. And um, I think every business will have ESG cha uh, challenges, uh, risks they need to consider. And, um, you know, we are convinced that uh, integrating uh, ESG factors, uh, factors into investments is not only good for society and environment, it's simply uh, good business. And um, we've internally, we've also set up a, a monitoring campaign where we carry out extensive uh, reviews of our portfolio companies we've in invested in and also new target uh, investments through specific uh, ESG due diligences. And uh, to give you an example, um, Alpha, um, you know, one of our companies, Laminam, it's the world leader, world leading manufacturer of large size ceramic slabs in Italy. Uh, we have supported the company in preparing its first sustainability report and sustainability action plan. And uh, in order to integrate these ESG issues within each step of our investment uh, practices, we've uh, appointed an ESG team internally. This team takes overall responsibility for the execution and continuing development of the ESG policy. Um, and you know, the team ensures that the ESG considerations play a role at each stage of the investment process as well as during uh, the whole investment period and during exit. And uh, lastly, on ESG uh, reporting, which is very important, we have a, a set um, reporting standards that we uphold to. One is having an ESG acquisition report. Each binding decision to invest in a new company must be approved only with this support of this acquisition report, similar with the ESG exit report. And then we have our um, annual ESG report uh, about each of our portfolio company. That's really music to our ears when we hear such passionate and detailed description concerning how to implement ESG. Uh, if we now take the helicopter view of the Luxembourg ecosystem and infrastructure, uh, what could or should we upgrade further? What do you think? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, so how do I see Luxembourg's uh, ecosystem infrastructure right now. I mean, the good thing about Luxembourg is that it's extremely international. Um, I think 40 to 
uh, don't hold me to that figure, but 40 to 50% of the population is international, which is incredible. And you will meet people all across the world speaking all types of languages. It's a great place, I think, to develop your international career. It's in the center of Europe, um, bordering with Germany, Belgium and France. So it's easy to get to other countries, uh, a couple of hours drive to uh, Brussels, to Paris, to Amsterdam. And also those who are there in Luxembourg, you know, the airport is 10 to 15 minutes away from the city center. It's a well-connected airport. So you can get to other countries easily. And I think another positive, which many people don't think about, but I think in this time and age, you know, it's a, it's a good thing to know is uh, the crime rate. It's, it's you know, it's a, it's a very safe country. And a fun fact, or it might not be fun, but it's a fact, it's one of the safest countries in the world. Um, the crime rates uh, in Luxembourg um, are impressively low. It was, I, I think last time I saw that it was 0.34 per 100,000. And if you compare it to other uh, European countries, they're at 1.2 or above. And, you know, the US is at 5.3 or something along the lines of that. Um, there, there was a back office mentality uh, in Luxembourg, but it's been uh, growing more to middle office roles uh, for the past couple of years. And now uh, we're seeing some PE houses also uh, now developing front office roles uh, in Luxembourg. And the opportunity that we have uh, in Luxembourg is, you know, the the, P, uh, the growth in the PE sector uh, will be there uh, and investors will look for growth in returns in this asset class. So there is massive growth opportunity for Luxembourg, uh, given the growth in PE and uh, what can be done. Uh, and, and also there is an opportunity to move up the value chain, big opportunities to attract more investor relations and front office uh, uh, DLT makers. And your kind of second part of the question is, you know, what, what can be done further to improve the ecosystem and uh, infrastructure? I think we need to communicate more about the attractiveness of Luxembourg for businesses. You know, key is to attract, for me, key is to attract young talent uh, in Luxembourg, not PE, in, but in general. Um, having, uh, for instance, having partnerships with universities globally about promoting Luxembourg as a uh, dynamic, international, um, entrepreneurial business center, uh, which is it, which it is, uh, will be extremely helpful. Um, you know, when I was at university, I only saw exciting opportunities in London, Paris, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore, New York, and uh, Luxembourg wasn't among those. So, and uh, employers can also do their bit in terms of really helping. Uh, uh, their employees uh, facilitate their relocation to Luxembourg, helping them, you know, a place to live. Uh, and as I said, you know, universities can be a big influence uh, in providing uh, international degrees in Luxembourg. Now I, I know there's, uh, you know, bi bilingual um, um, degrees that they can do. Um, so it's a great place to come to Luxembourg to study and really take up a second language or, or improve um, your French, your English, uh, and uh, I think, uh, you know, kudos to you, Stefan, you and the LPA, you're doing a phenomenal job in actually making those things happen from, from having, I think, your first job fair last month where young graduates from all over the world can get access to employees based in Luxembourg for PE and VC and to educating people in private equity. I mean, it's, uh, I saw on your website, you have an event coming up soon, which uh, people should definitely uh, join. 
which is a joint partnership with the Sacred Heart University of Luxembourg, educating people in private equity. So the things that you are doing now uh, is definitely uh, will have an impact. Thanks a lot for this very realistic and positive description. We will pass the message for sure, and we will not hesitate, Aki, to invite you certainly for the next job fair as a speaker and also for different promotional actions. But uh, really great to share also your insights on Luxembourg. Now, uh, this is the second uh, part of our interview. We are now becoming a little bit more personal. So, Aki, what did you study and where did you start your career? Uh, well, I, I studied uh, mathematics at Oxford University. I've always loved uh, maths and uh, was glad to do that. I had the opportunity to do that. You meet you know, people with brilliant minds um, and you know, a really great place uh, to make friends and study. Um, and I started my kind of professional career with RBS uh, as a uh, banking graduate, um, in, a, in a banking graduate uh, program where you did a couple of rotations on, on your desk. And it's, it was very useful for me because it gave me a chance to figure out what, what exactly I wanted to do uh, in kind of investment banking. I ended up in a corporate loan origination uh, for a couple of years. Then the syndicate team helping to price loans and also the sales team where you're responsible maintaining contact with market investors to help successfully syndicate those loans. Um, I left RBS uh, get, just because, you know, you, you're a... Uh, RBS was a huge machine and only kind of the managing directors would be meeting the clients. You know, the juniors would be stuck in front of the computer doing these kind of pricing and presentations. But um, it was, uh, you know, the, the couple of years that I had there, it was great in terms of my, you know, my learning curve was steep. Yeah, you know, it was my first introduction to the financial markets. Um, so, you know, I definitely recommend uh, people to, uh, you know, to start uh, your career and, and and be able to be open to uh, learning um, fast, quickly, and um, you know, genuinely be interested in in the financial markets. Um, and I wanted some client interaction. I had a few friends in uh, different PE houses uh, who you know recommended to do infrastructure, private credit, private equity. But I was, um, you know, I I was unsure uh, what to do, so I I worked for two uh, kind of leading placement agents, Park Hill and Eaton Partners, had uh, great, great uh, years, both of the placement agents where I had access to all types of uh, different managers in, in the alternative uh, space. Um, and, um, uh, and then from there, uh, had worked uh, with Alpha as a client and uh, knew the team well and uh, joined them. Congratulations. Great success. You are head of strategy and fundraising at Alpha Private Equity, as mentioned. Could you share with our community and audience what those tasks entail on a day-to-day -day basis? Part of my job is uh, to establish relationship with our existing investors and new investors, and also uh, lead a fundraising process. And um, also it involves solving problems across a variety of areas from regulation, structuring to marketing the fund. Um, and also another part of my role is supporting a, a strategic analysis of new product opportunities, avenues for us to consider, um, and also, you know, supporting preparation of fund accounts and creating reporting for our investors uh, to give clarity on uh, portfolio uh, developments. 
You also previously mentioned, I mean, Luxembourg moving from a back office specialist into more middle management and now also touching the front office space. You uh, highlighted also, for example, the investor relations or the fundraising activities. Uh, those jobs and functions, they are growing in Luxembourg. Does it make sense to locate them in Luxembourg? And do you see any obstacle? Why not? I mean, yes, it, it, high level, yes, it, it does make sense. The, I think the wide remit of the IR role requires working closely with uh, various internal teams, such as accounting, finance, uh, legal, compliance, operations, including the senior management. Uh, so pulling together all the necessary uh, resources to ensure a cohesive, uh, seamless IR platform. Um, I think therefore it makes sense to locate fundraising and IR jobs in, in Luxembourg. And in addition, uh, regulations are ever changing as we all know. And all the, you know, the, the entire internal team needs to be in sync with one another. And it really affects everyone in the value chain. Um, and like I said, Luxembourg is nestled well within Europe, allowing you quick access to LPs in Europe. Um, obviously, we are assuming hopefully everything improves with regards to the pandemic, but it's very easy to jump on a plane and um, you know, travel around Europe. I think the obstacle that I see uh, is what I discussed uh, earlier regarding Luxembourg, trying to attack top talent uh, to move to Luxembourg. As I think it's it's, it's broadly unknown uh, business environment and uh, definitely underrated. So then we know in which direction we should look for the future. Great. Absolutely. And we will certainly use the Academy Sacred Heart Partnership and probably also University of Luxembourg in the future in order then to push forward uh, the entire private equity venture capital industries and then also try to attract uh, greater talents and great talents also to Luxembourg. Yes. On the value side, um, which values do you personally appreciate and respect, Aki? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think uh, for me, it has to be kind of strong, strong worth, work ethic. Uh, this includes kind of a willingness to work hard and efficiently with an emphasis on and, um, you know, dedicate, uh, um, uh, dedication to produce high quality work. Um, and it's kind of doing more than what is expected of you kind of being accountable and also maintaining quality work uh, relationships based on respect. Uh, positive attitude is also, uh, in my opinion, extremely important. Uh, and this has become more and more important along my career. Uh, I think ma maintaining positivity and enthusiasm, even when you know, you're faced with challenges, helps uh, to motivate others and creates goodwill. And it's uh, you know, a pleasant atmosphere to work in. Um, and I think the other one is kind of, uh, you, know, you, you need to be motivated to grow and learn, regardless of where you are in your career, there will always be uh, something to learn. You know, it's, uh, you need to be interested in keeping up with the developments and knowledge in your, in your field. Uh, I'm in an industry where things are changing on a regular basis, you know, regulation, ESG standards. So you need to be motivated and open to learn all the time uh, and, you know, open uh, to new ways of doing things. So people with ambitious plans, you know where to knock now. Yeah. And we certainly also like those values. I mean, the curiosity, the openness, the international sense, and also certainly to, to adapt whatever happens and to, to move on. Great. Yeah. What's the advice you would give to talents? Um, the things that helped uh, 
uh, helped me and uh, I wish I had this uh, kind of earlier in my career is and it's very much kind of underrated but get a mentor uh, it's this is crucial uh, if you can find a senior within your uh, senior member within your firm to show you the ropes you know that's great but even finding someone in in the same career field with more experience than you uh, you know will teach you valuable information uh, about the industry as a whole and you know you have a reference if you need to so really work on um, uh, getting getting a mentor um, and I think the other one is you know make a uh, make a one-year three-year five-year plan um, and this isn't just to help you figure out where you want to be in five years time but more importantly it's a detailed plan of how you're going to get there start with kind of where you want to be in five years and then work your way back step by step you know realistic uh, um, projects and compliments you will need to uh, achieve to get uh, to where you want to be um, and the other one which was a very uh, which is good advice that someone uh, said to me early on in my career is you know don't wait uh, until half yearly or yearly reviews uh, to get feedback um, ask for ways that you can improve all the time from your peers and managers uh, it's crucial you know you need to be improving all the time and like I said you're never uh, you're never too senior to uh, to you know to be better at, at your job. There's always something that needs to be needs to improve. Constant improvement. You're right, and uh, uh, it's always good uh, to uh, ask. I mean, that advice from senior people who could inspire you also. And on that note, do you have any specific leader or person who inspired you, motivated you to go down that path to? Uh, have that positive attitude uh, in terms of a person i mean i really have to say it's uh personal my, my mother i mean who has positively influenced my life um yeah you know a role model of hard work uh resilience uh, and never give up attitude uh, responsibility accountability ambitious um you know all of which i try to uh, um, you know, take and learn uh, from in my professional career. And in order to finish, Aki, any great book, uh, series, podcast, or music bands you would like to recommend to our audience? Um, I was I was given a book before I, I joined Alpha. It was called uh, "The First Ninety Days: uh, Proven Strategies for Getting Up to Speed Faster and Smarter." Uh, and uh, it was actually a very interesting book to read. I would uh, definitely recommend it. And, you know, you don't really need to be um, moving to a new role to, in order for this book to be helpful. Uh, you know, it gives you a step-by-step -step guide of how to promote yourself. Um, and, you know, I think they say that um, in, in your first three months in your new job, with large, it will largely determine whether you succeed or fail. And the biggest pitfall people face is to assume that uh, what has made you successful to this point in your career will continue to do so. But, you know, you have to keep working for it. You have to secure early wins um, and, you know, build that network within your team. So I found that really helpful. In terms of uh, a, a series, I mean, uh, the, uh, in lockdown has given me a bit of time to watch a bit of Netflix and I think uh, the one documentary that I was kind of, I was glued to and, you know, a term that we say, you know, binge watch was the uh, Michael Jordan's uh, documentary called The Last Dance. Um, I, I, you know, it was, I, I, those, for those of you who haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. Uh, and you really could apply everything in that documentary um, 
to business. Um, the amount of, you know, the hard work that he had to do. It was a natural talent. He had to work and work. Uh, he had a lot of struggles in his way. Um, and it was great to see how he kind of psychs, psychs himself up before a game. And also he needs to find a, a reason, a motivation in order to win games. Uh, and he also, you know, it's some interesting stories like, for instance, his uh, deal with Nike, where he wanted to, um, he you know, he wanted... Adidas to pick him, but he, because it was the cool brand at the time, uh, but uh, his mom had forced him to go and take a meeting with Nike and they offered him a, a 500,000 pound deal a year for five years and gave his own signature brand, which is Air Jordans. And after that, he still tried to go back and ask Adidas to match his, match their offer, which they didn't. But, you know, uh, 35, 36 years later, he's now, um, 1.3 billion dollars richer with Nike, and uh, so I think his mum did the right thing. And uh, what, another thing of of that documentary, which I found really interesting, was uh, the coach uh, himself, Phil Jackson, of how he had a group of players, all different personalities, and really you know different ways of motivating themselves, uh, where he had to deal with you know some people who who didn't want to train, but you know are very good in in games, and um, so he had to kind of gel that all together and it was a good kind of learning curve for people who are managing teams etc but uh, definitely would uh, recommend that documentary yeah and phil jackson for sure one of the best coaches in the basketball history yes absolutely. thanks a lot aki for all these insights for these hints i have not seen any question right now in the q a or chat so again uh, that was wonderful, great exchange. I also think that what you mentioned is planning ahead your career is very important, should not only be based on luck or serendipity. I mean, sometimes it can certainly help, but if you plan ahead and then you have a vision, at least midterm, that should be helpful also for your career in the future. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, it's very encouraging to see what uh, LPEA is doing um, uh, for Luxembourg, for the industry. So. Uh, well done to you and, and your team. Hope you carry on the Thanks good work. Thanks a lot, Aki. And for all these compliments, and we will continue with the same energy. And also big kudos, kudos back to you. Excellent. All right. And the audience, thanks a lot for joining us today.